Yo, yo, welcome to the John Katz Show. I'm your host, John Katz. Uh, just joining you here on a quick little episode for a Tuesday night. Hope everybody's having a nice beginning to their week. Uh, I wanted to just do a quick little fun one. I actually wanted to talk about um, movies. I wanted to do like some some rare, excellent movies that people may or may not have seen. Um, before I get started, thank you guys so much. I always say, I'm just starting out here. This is a brand new show. Anybody that's listening to this or downloading it or, or subscribing or anything, I truly, truly appreciate it. And you guys are amazing. And I'm going to keep this thing going. Keep getting better for y'all. And we actually, I did record an episode, financial advice episode, a real interview. My brother-in-law, Jay, financial advisor, he came on yesterday. We did a quick, uh, quick interview, something on people's minds, the economy what to do with their finances and stuff. I think you guys will find it really useful. We're just waiting on permission from his uh, compliance department, Jay. Jay's such a rule follower. I love him. Great guy. Rule follower. That's what you want in a financial advisor. See, the type of guy that checks with his compliance office before he comes on a podcast with four listeners is the kind of guy that you want handling your money. So stay tuned for that one. That'll be up hopefully like even tomorrow or the next day. As soon as we get permission, we're putting it up. Anyway, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, I was talking to some people like, what would y'all want to hear? People said movies. I'm a big movie fan. And I, I, you know, look, there's a lot. I'm going to only throw a handful at you today. There's a lot of, a lot of weird movies I like for weird reasons. But I'm going to give you a few that I really love. And they may not be my favorite movies all time. You know, they're up there. But again, I wanted to do rare movies, not just best movies. So maybe some y'all haven't seen. Maybe some you have. The first title I'm going to start off with. You'll prob- y'all probably actually have seen this one, but that's why I'm putting it first. Not that rare. But then again, I always recommend it to people. And I talk to it. People go, or I talk to people and they go, I haven't seen that. Who's in that? I haven't heard of it. So the movie is A Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale. Have you all seen that movie? It came out in 1993. De Niro. Uh, this guy, Lilo, Lilo, Lilo Brancato Jr. Uh, Chaz Palminteri. Everybody knows Chaz Palminteri. It's actually based on a play that Chaz Palminteri wrote like in the 80s. And then they made it into this movie. And then it actually became a Broadway play too. By the way, what happened to De Niro? Robert De Niro. What happened to this guy? Is that the same actor from Godfather 2 and Raging Bull and all these movies? Has anyone fallen off? Look, Bronx Tale is probably the last great. Uh, I like Silver Linings playbook. Don't at me. I like, some, I like me some Silver Linings. But De Niro, man, I think the problem with that, a lot of guys, a lot of actors, especially late in their career, they take these roles and these horrible movies, like, De Niro basically got to a point where people were like, hey, we'll give you $20 million to do anything. And he took a lot of those roles. I mean, I don't know, maybe you can't blame the dude. He's 70 years old who's not going to take a $20 million check to just mail it in. But, yeesh. I would say 90% of the roles he chose in the last couple decades are just bad. Am I wrong? Someone, someone correct me on that. Look at, like... Cape Fear days compared to, all right, I don't want to kill. This isn't a let's kill Robert De Niro episode. I'll give you an opposite example. Tom Cruise doesn't 
doesn't take a bad role. That guy doesn't make a bad movie. I hear people talk about Tom Cruise that made movies with him. They say, and everyone thinks the dude's a nut, right? And he is. He's nutty, right? The whole Scientology. Apparently, this dude on set, like, memorizes everybody's name from, like, the craft services guy to the janitor and makes everyone just feel like they're a super special person and looks them in the eye and calls them by their name. And he's like, we're going to do something fucking amazing, you know, and he gets everybody all hyped up. I like that. I like if you're going to be Tom Cruise, probably got to be a little crazy, you know, doing his all his own stunts and stuff. This is a movie episode. I may go off on weird tangents like this. Back to a Bronx Tale. So it was based on a play. That's what really makes it a great movie to me. It feels like a play. It takes place in like the um, like late 50s, early 60s New York. They really just made the sets feel, uh, the set feel so authentic. And the actors are very authentic. Um, just, you know, really high level acting. And it's just a really heartfelt, I like a good heartfelt movie, you know, and a lot of it still obviously stands up today. If you watch the movie, you know, it takes place in a different time, but I like that. I like movies that take place where there wasn't all the tech and all that other kind of stuff, especially as a period you didn't live in. And then the people that made it lived in that period, they make it feel very authentic. You know, they come from that place in that period, I should say. Um, but the kids do an amazing job. Like I said, uh, Lilo Brancato Jr. plays the main character, Colodro. They call him C because that's a hard name to say. And then um, he's it jumps ahead. He's played a younger version by this guy named Francis Capra. But in any case, the kids do an amazing job. Um, and it's it's like people think it's a mob movie. And it is kind of like the backdrop is kind of mob related. But it, the movie's driven by the kid and by the family. So it's a drama. Everyone can watch it. Everyone will love it. The backdrop is kind of mob related. But it's done in a way that you'll not see other movies like that done. So I really think people like it. And the guy that the guy keep mentioning, Lilo Brancato, who does an amazing job. He's he plays C, the main character, through most of the movie. He's a teenager in most of the movie, maybe 16, I think. Uh 16, 17, press something like that. But um in real life, not long after, well, pretty long after that movie actually, I think, was filled. But um, you know, he apparently uh, you know, developed a drug drug addiction, drug habit, and he got involved in some criminal stuff. And apparently he and his, if I mess this story up, somebody forgive me, correct me and forgive me. Apparently he and his girlfriend's father um, had robbed somebody. And in the process of the robbery, the girlfriend's father shot and killed an off-duty police officer. And I believe he's still in prison for that. But Lillo himself went to prison, was sentenced to like 10 years for accessory to that. And uh, I, he got out. He served like seven years. And apparently, you know, he's very inspirational now. And I, I actually follow him on uh, Instagram. And he's always posting inspirational stuff and working out. And, you know, somebody that I'd love to interview him, to be honest. I'd love to you think Lillo would let me uh, interview him on here. What a great story to tell. I'd like to hear from that guy. But it's just a very... It's an amazing movie, amazing acting, and I thought his story was interesting to share, too. We'll get him on here to tell the more accurate version than that short little version I just gave. Okay, second movie. This is just an all-time fave of mine, and don't make funny. The movie's called Warrior from 2011, okay? Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton, Nick Nolte. Speaking of, this is Nick Nolte's, easily his best performance to me in decades. I mean... Up to 2011. The movie is now almost 10 years old. Time goes fast. 
Another funny thing about this movie, both main characters, they're two brothers. It's based around MMA. I have to give these disclaimers. Like the other one's based around the mob. It's not a mob movie. This is based around MMA. It's not an MMA movie. Everyone loved this movie. It's a drama. It's about this family. The acting, the direct, just really, really well done. Really easy to watch. Like I said, heartfelt. Uh, but it's funny, the two main actors, and you'll see this in so many movies now. I always comment on this. It's Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton playing these two brothers from Pittsburgh. But neither one of them's American in real life. You know, there's so many UK actors playing Americans and getting rid of that accent. It's actually my only complaint about the movie, not that they play it. I love Tom Hardy's amazing and everything. Just so was Joel Edgerton. I think Joel's gotten better at the American accent. That's what I was going to say. There's a couple parts in the movie. I think Joel's from like New Zealand or something, Australia. I don't think he's UK. He's one of those places. But you hear that accent. You hear that Kiwi or whatever it is. You hear it slip out in a couple parts. But um, it's just really amazing. And, you know, um, like I said, the directing, the acting, all the. There's one of the most heartbreaking scenes with Nolte and, uh, and Hardy and stuff. Father-son stuff gets to you a little bit. And the song. There's a song at the end of this movie. It's called About Today by The National. We love this song. Um, and actually, that song has some special meaning to me. It's just really, it's like an orchestra of violins with just some very, you know, melancholy kind of heartbreaking lyrics. Um, I'll tell a quick side story. When my, I, I've said on the show, my father passed away last year and he was sick for a long time. Uh, the last time we wanted to see him, well, before the final, final time, right? We had been up there and, he, you know, he wasn't doing well. And uh, we left to go down to Virginia for like a day. And then uh, we left Virginia. We were, well, we were about to leave Virginia, excuse me. But when we were in Virginia, we saw some friends. We went up into the mountains. I don't know if you guys have been to the Blue Ridge Mountains. Shout out to Lynchburg and the Blue Ridge Parkway. And anyone from Carolina and stuff, they've seen parts of it, I'm sure. Blue Ridge Parkway is some of the prettiest part of the country that I've been to. I haven't been to a lot of places. So we filmed, when we were driving through the Blue Ridge Parkway, my wife was filming from the passenger seat, and she made one of those like time-lapse videos where you're winding through the mountain roads. So the next morning, we were leaving Virginia to go to South Carolina. It's actually going down to see my man George, who I haven't seen in a long time. We're going to make that trip up because we never made it. And she was putting the video up online, and uh, she goes, what music should I put to it? And I was like, I don't know. So she ended up choosing that song. She goes, this is such a sad song. Should I use this song? You know, we just come from seeing my dad. Now, little did I know, while we're having this conversation in the hotel that morning about to go to South Carolina, my dad had already apparently become unconscious and unresponsive. And, you know, I wouldn't get that call till a few hours later. We were already in South Carolina and I had to turn around and drive back to New Jersey because there was no flights we could make in time. But we had put that song on there and just the lyrics at that time. And so now I want to hear the song. Not only does it remind me of that movie, it reminds me of that time period and uh, seeing my dad that last week and all that kind of stuff. But it's a really pretty song. Check it out. It's called About Today by The National. If you don't like that song, I can't be friends with you. But yeah, anyway, everyone's like, ah, it's a fighting movie. You know, I don't want to watch a fighting movie. It just has fighting in it. It's not a fighting movie. Okay, switching up genres, genres. This is one of my faves. I used to work, this movie called Duets. 
This movie came out in 2000. I worked at Blockbuster at the time, Blockbuster Video. I saw they just closed the final store. They're renting it out as like a, is it an Airbnb? I think I saw the final, the last Blockbuster you could pay to go sleep in that thing. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would do that just to be in one again. It's like uh, going through a 20 year time warp. But uh, this movie was on my favorites wall, the employee favorites wall. Y'all remember that? And I had duets up there. Chewie Lewis, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Paul Giamatti. Um, this is like a, a, it's a dramedy. Just talking about with someone, they don't make movies anymore like this where, you know, like the dramedies today kind of take themselves a little too seriously and stuff. You know, they don't have like these kind of fun and authentic scenes, but not inauthentic, uh, excuse me, unrealistic scenes, I should say. It's very authentic. It's, again, a very heartfelt movie. It's based around karaoke. It's got a lot of cool, fun songs and performances. It's like one of these movies where you have a lot of different stories that all come together uh, at the end, those types of things. But there's some fun pairings and some really great songs. Y'all probably heard like um, Gwyneth Paltrow, who actually has a really good voice. She did a version in that of, um, what the hell? Cruising, I think the name of that song is Cruising, Smokey Robinson. It's very good. There's a lot of good performances in it. If you want like a fun, heartfelt dramedy, um, I would check out duets, especially if you like, you know, stuff with a little singing in it and all that, all that type of jazz. Okay. Last movie. And I'm only mentioned, this is not like, it's hard sometimes. I can't tell. Once in a while, I should say, I can't tell if a movie's really great or if I just have like, you know, nostalgia or whatever. But uh, there's a movie called Bully and I'm switching up genres. This is a dark movie. This is not a fun, <laughs> heartfelt movie. So depending on what mood you're in, it's a true story. You know, if you like like true crime, don't look at Rotten Tomatoes. The critics don't love this one. I don't know why. It's underappreciated. It's it's good acting, too. Brad Renfro, Nick Stahl, Michael Pitt. This is back in 01. They were young. They were playing high school kids. But this movie is based around a true story from, like, it's actually, it's from the summer of 93. And it takes place in South Florida, Broward County. And I actually moved here in the summer of 93 to South Florida. Excuse me. And uh, we lived in, the first year we moved here before we moved again, to a few towns, a couple towns over, we lived in Parkland. I actually went to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School where they had that shooting a few years ago. Um, MSD Strong, shout out. Anyway, beside the point, but this movie really captured that, to me, that time period. And that, for me personally, that was like the worst part period of my life. You know, I was born and raised in Virginia and then I just moved here before high school. And, uh, you know, I, I was hanging out with maybe not the the best crowd at first or for a while. But anyway, it really captures that disillusioned teen South Florida vibe really, really well, in my opinion. I mean, they obviously filmed it down here, like near the Everglades and stuff and some of those scenes. But these kids were from, I think, Hollywood, Florida, which is, uh, you know, maybe only 15, 20 miles south of where we were at. But in any case, if you're looking for like a dark, true crime, you know, good young actors, all that type of stuff, um, I would definitely recommend Bully. I'm going to leave you all with those four picks for now. I've got, I've got a ton more 
where that came from. If you guys are into this kind of thing, if y'all dig this, um, just let me know. We can do by genre, do some favorite comedies, favorite dramas, favorite horrors, whatever. And I probably got 20 more rarer picks. I'd be happy to share too. But, and like I said, stay tuned, please. And like by tomorrow or even the next day, uh, we should be having that financial advice episode with the interview with financial advisor and brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. So keep an eye out for that. And um, like I said, I just really, really appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, I'm going to keep going with the show, keep making it better, keep getting some interviews on here. And uh, I just really hope everybody's having a great week and looking forward to a weekend in a few days. And I will see you guys in a couple of days. Thank you so much. Peace.